Hi, I'm Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor for Information Security Media Group. I'm at InfoSec Europe, joined by Simon Bryden, a Consulting Systems Engineer at Fortinet. Simon, tell me a bit about the kill chain, just as a concept, please. So the kill chain uh, is basically looking at the entire uh, life cycle of the infection process of a, an advanced attack. And essentially what we're looking at is um, the, the attack is typically being delivered by a, a medium such as email, email or a uh, social media. Um, and then, uh, assuming that the, the, the victim clicks on the email, or uh, assuming the attack gets through, then typically that email will contain, a, will contain a link out to a malicious site. The attack requires the, the, the victim to go to that malicious site. That malicious site will then typically deliver an exploit back to the user, um, back to the browser, uh, exploiting some vulnerability in the software. Once that happens, um, typically a request will go back out to deliver a, mal a malware payload. And that malware, once it executes inside of the user's device, that user will then become infected. Once that happens, that, that, that infected device will call out to a, uh, to a command and control center in order to do its, its, its nasty work. Now, the idea of the kill chain is that all of those processes need to succeed in order for the infection to be successful. If any one of them fails, then that infection uh, will not happen. So at Fortinet, um, we have a, a very wide range of, of, of different security aspects, including antivirus, intrusion prevention, uh, URL filtering, and all of those play in this kill chain. So what it means is that you know, we have the breadth of, of, of protection to ensure that at least one of those uh, aspects of that cycle will be blocked. And we only need to block one of them in order to break the kill chain. And there's four aspects to the kill chain, right? It's a military construct that's been adapted for Right, I mean, uh, you know, it could be four, it could be five, it could be six, it depends on the attack, right? Some attacks are more complex than others. Um, the important thing is that in all cases, we only need to break one link to break the chain. But in, in general, there's reconnaissance typically, and then there's some kinds of intrusion ending up with the actual attack succeeding. Those are the stages you typically see. Right. I mean, the final stage is the connection to the command and control center. Because at the end of the day, this device which is infected, which will probably become a bot in a botnet, um, in order to be successful, in order to, to, to make money for the, uh, the cyber criminal behind it, um, they, they need to do something with that PC. So what kind of things can they do? Well, that PC could become part of a DDoS attack. Um, that PC could do Bitcoin mining. Uh, that PC could send spam email. There, there are many different things. But, but it, that PC has to be controlled because the attacker is not just attacking one PC. He has thousands of PCs that he's infected. And so that has to be managed. And, and that typically is managed from a command and control center. And that, that command and control center will send out commands to all of those infected devices uh, in order for them to start doing something which is going to make money for the cyber criminal. So that's their goal. And obviously the defender's goal is to knock the attack off as early as possible in the kill chain. Right, exactly. And so what are businesses not doing today that they should be doing more of to help block these malware attacks? Well, um, you know, there's a couple of things. Uh, you know, the first one is education. I mean, the easiest way to break this kill chain is right at the first step, you know? Educating people um, about malicious emails, about social media attacks. Social media is, is a very interesting one because you know, th people know now when they receive an email uh, telling them about a UPS parcel that they didn't order, they know not to click on the attachment, right? Um, however, social media is a bit more tricky, right? When you receive a LinkedIn request from a recruiter, you tend to accept it. When that recruiter sends you a document later, uh, you know, by that time he's a friend, right? You're linked to him. So you tend to open the document. So there are ways like that that, 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 that the cyber criminals, they're getting more creative. They're finding more creative ways of getting into the network. 
So, you know, the first thing we need to do is educate people um, to the dangers and, to, you know, just to educate them not to take that first step. Now, assuming that that first step is taken, um, then, you know, really, the, the, you know, those, those people need to protect themselves with security devices, um, you know, with, with antivirus protection, with intrusion prevention. Um, the, there are many different aspects to the, to the whole security uh, portfolio. And, uh, you know, the more of those boxes they've got ticked, the more likely they are to break the kill chain and, 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 to, and to avoid that infection. And you have a talk at InfoSec Europe here. Yeah, I do. And what are you going to be discussing? In My talk is entitled One Minute in Cybersecurity. And what we're going to do is look at some of the, the, the typical numbers that we see in, in the FortiGuard labs. So we look at statistics uh, from the FortiGuard labs, um, statistics like the number of viruses that we have blocked uh, over, over the period of, of one minute, the number of uh, intrusions that we've prevented, the number of URL filters, uh, the number of URLs that we've categorized. We take all of that information and, um, and, and, and so in, in the presentation, um, I'm going to look at some of those numbers Look at some of the challenges from our perspective in dealing with those big numbers, uh, in dealing with that growth. Um, I was going to say, I can make an educated guess, all those numbers are going up. Yeah. Actually, you know, they tend to go up and down. Um, the, we see peaks. We see peaks. Uh, you know, for example, uh, recently we had, uh, about a year ago, we had the heart bleed um, uh, vulnerability discovered. Um, this was massive, right? Uh, in the end, the... the the, the damage was not so high, right? But the, the potential damage is very high. The number of cyber criminals who jumped on that and who started, uh, firstly, looking for vulnerable uh, devices and in parallel trying to create the exploit in order to be able to exploit that vulnerability. So um, those kind of things uh, you know, happen occasionally. They, 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 we do see peaks and troughs uh, in those numbers, but the general trend is always up. Um, and you know, those numbers are getting very, very difficult uh, you know, for any company to manage. And so we have to look continuously at um, you know, increasing, obviously, the amount of uh, um, hardware that we have, uh, the, the amount of people we have, um, and also looking for more creative ways to analyze that data and to produce you know, the quality threat intelligence that we need in order to push down to those uh, appliances in our customers' networks and provide that high level of protection. Speaking of threat intelligence, that's been a big buzzword, also a big potential. What is happening on that front? not just at Fortinet, but as an industry, maybe with consortiums or groups that are sharing information, what's happening that could make that process easier for you to get better data down to those devices and help everyone better protect themselves? Well, there's a number of things happening. I mean, you mentioned collaboration. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely very big into collaboration. Um, in terms of uh, antivirus uh, protection, for example, you know, we have something like 60 to 70 uh, feeds which are coming from uh, either collaboration partners from, uh, from open source uh, or community feeds, um, commercial feeds. So in that sense, you know, there's a lot of collaboration going on. There's also uh, the Cyber Threat Alliance um, is an association which was uh, co-founded by Fortinet. Um, it has now, I think, uh, eight um, partners. That's a two-way uh, malware sample collaboration. Some people find it interesting that we're collaborating with our competitors because that's uh, exactly what we're doing in the Cyber Threat Alliance. Um, you know, it, it's actually one of those things. I think um, this industry is one where we see more collaboration than maybe in other uh, IT uh, industries. But, um, you know, I think it's important because both sides uh, win from this kind of collaboration. We tend to be exchanging fairly low-grade intelligence and then each of us uh, provides our own um, analysis of that information in order to provide the high-grade threat intelligence. So in that sense, there's still a lot of comp competition 
in that collaboration. But what it means is that we have the maximum amount of information. One of the, one of the challenges by this business is getting the volume of samples in order to do the analysis, in order to provide the protection. You know, we have a lot of, uh, for example, polymorphic viruses um, where each replication of the virus produces a new version of that virus. Now, in order to provide protection against those polymorphic viruses, you know, we have solutions. We have advanced um, pattern recognition um, uh, solutions. Uh, CPRL uh, is our patented technology for doing that. We can actually build, you know, single signatures which can block entire families of malware, sometimes tens of thousands of malware. Now, in order to do that, we need samples. We need to have those samples in order to find out what the commonality is between those different uh, members of the family. So, you know, we need those collaborations. We need to get that volume. Um, you know, but from then on up, it's our intelligence on top which is actually providing the, uh, the protection. Simon, thank you for joining me today. Thank you very much. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thanks for joining us.